Hello, and welcome to the Federal Contracting Made Easy podcast, where we take the complex world of government contracting and break it into simple steps that any small business owner can master. Now, let me introduce your host, Nancy Byerly. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the wonderful world of government contracting. I'm your host, Nancy. Today, we're going to talk about or how to actually write the request for proposal. This is part one of a multiple part series. So far, you have been searching FedBizOps for solicitations that match your core business. You came across one that matches that matches your business exactly. Now, what do you do? Well, that's what we're going to discuss today. But before we get started, let's roll that intro, shall we? In today's episode, bid and solicitation is going to be used interchangeably. They both need the same thing as in regards to this video. So the first step after downloading this bid or solicitation is to spend some time reading the bid package, the technical data, everything that contains in that package. You want to read it over and make sure that you fully understand what they're looking for. What does the government want? Are they looking for something specific? You need to fully understand the government needs. Why is this important? Well, in most cases, when you respond to a bid, it involves filling out some forms and sending in the proposal package back to the government filled out with your responses and your bid package. But there is a catch because you actually send the bid package back. So the government's going to look at that bid package as if they didn't write the beginning part of it, that you're just responding. So anything that's contained in that package, you're going to be held accountable for. So even though the government itself generated the proposal package, when you respond and send in all the documents, the documents now come part of your proposal. In other words, the government will look at that doc, look at, that proposal is the entire package together yourself as if they've never seen it. They're going to view that as they've never seen that that document before. Therefore, you need to fully understand what's in that solicitation package because it's more than a solicitation for bid. Also, if the government and you sign the document, then it becomes a binding contract. If you did not read the bid package thoroughly and you won the contract, but you missed one major piece of information that the government was looking for, you're going to still be held accountable and the government's going to expect you to fulfill the obligations contained within that document. The worst thing that could happen is that the, actually the government terminates you for default and you don't want that because that could end your government contracting really quickly. The bid package contains all the information that you need to bid intelligently on the project. All you have to do is read it. Remember that if you win the bid but miss one important information, you're going to be held accountable for whatever was in that bid package. Now let's go on, shall we? So a solicitation package normally ranges between 10 to 50 plus pages in length depending on the dollar value of the project, the statement of work, and any other requirements that the government has regarding what they're looking for. They will include clauses and instructions and other information that will tell you who, what, where, and how of the contract. 
One of the first things that you need to understand when responding to a bid is how to read the solicitation number. So let's break a solicitation number down. As you can see on the page, and for those of you that are on the podcast, I have a solicitation number. The number is W911, S is in Sam, A is in Alpha, dash 19, dash B is in Bravo, 2012. This is an actual solicitation that I pulled off of FedBizOps. We're going to break it down. The first digit indicates the agency. On this example, the W indicates the Department of Army. If it was an N, it would indicate the Department of Navy. If it starts with an FA, then it's the Department of Air Force. If it starts with a C, it's the Department of Commerce. If it starts with a V, it's Department of Veterans Affairs. If it starts with a G, it's a GSA contract, and so on. Now, the first six digits for a DOD contract indicates a location. For all the other agencies, it generally identifies a department within the major agency. So Department of Commerce, it could be somebody else. Now, digits 7 and 8 indicate the fiscal year. In the example here, it's 19, so that's the current fiscal year. Digit number 9 is where we're going to be spending most of our time today. Because that's going to indicate whether it's a requirement contract or whether it's a requirement that would be an R there or a contract, it would be a C or a Q for a quote. A purchase order is an M or a W. If it's a manual bid, it's a U. If it's an invitation to bid, it's a B. So based on this requirement, it's an invitation to bid. And the rest of the numbers that follow That ninth digit is just a sequence number that the agency uses. Under the types of solicitations, we're also going to be talking about that that ninth digit that we're talking about. If it has a Q or a T, these are generally requirements that are under $100,000. If it has a T, then bids that do not have technical data, that is what will be contained in that solicitation. In this case, you're going to have to reverse engineer or contact a manufacturer for the technical data. Now, generally, when contacting the manufacturer for the technical data, they don't give that information out. So you're going to most more than likely have to reverse engineer those types of contracts. The most common bid types. The first one is invitation to bid, IFB. The next one is request for proposal, RFP. And lastly is request for quote. RFQ. An invitation to bid, IFB, is an advertised contract that is often referred to as a sealed bid. In this case, the government's just asking you to provide pricing for the bid package. So they're looking at pricing. Pricing is the major consideration in this type of bid. By the bidder signing the solicitation form and then the government signing it is now a binding contract. Generally, a standard Form 33 is used for an invitation to bid. Now let's move on to the request for a proposal. An RFP is a negotiated contract. There will be discussions and the bidder may have an opportunity to change its pricing or its technical requirements for that contract or some other items. 
Like the invitation to bid, a standard Form 33 will be used, and again, once signed, both parties becomes a binding document. When looking at the solicitation number, the ninth digit's going to contain an R to indicate a negotiated contract. The government will review the bidder's pricing factors in order to determine a winner on these contracts. Now let's look at the last type, request for quote, RFQ. And RFQ is requesting information that may include price, but is not a binding contract or document. This is also considered a negotiated contract. The government will want to talk over the information that you provided. Referring to the solicitation number, the ninth digit will generally have a Q in it. This indicates that the government is looking for information and pricing. These contracts are negotiated and may be valued greater than $100,000. If a contract is issued, the government will generally use a standard Form 26 for the award. So in summary, you need to read that solicitation multiple times and make sure that you grasp fully what the government is looking for. Also, highlight important segments. Sometimes they'll even tell you what font you have to use, how many pages you are limited to, and other factors that you'll want to consider. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We're going to continue in part two next week, so be sure to subscribe, like the video, leave me a comment, refer to our other videos, and a special thank you to everyone that is newly subscribed. We greatly appreciate each and every one of you. Until next time, as always, be safe.